0: Got a brand new Eastman's Elevated for you. So this week on the podcast, I have on Brandon Smith. Brandon's IG handle is in the mountains, and he's a new resident of Idaho. Uh, So he's just immersed himself in learning these new units for all the different species that Idaho offers. Uh, He's a student of the game. He's constantly learning, and he takes his preparation real serious as he's constantly working to be in in better shape and be better in the mountains and I just love that mindset I connect with it and uh, it's the same approach that I take and so it just made for this fascinating conversation I really enjoyed it and I think you guys are going to enjoy it too I want to thank our sponsor for today's show Sig Sauer Optics I'm so impressed by Sig Sauer Optics and the products they're putting out I've been using them exclusively the last few years I really like their their high-end optics, uh, their binoculars, the Zulu 9s, the 11 by 45s This is the pair that I always have around my chest that I'm always panning around with. And they just have such great edge-to-edge edge clarity. Uh, they have um, such uh, great brightness in low-light conditions. And um, they really compare to all the highest-end optics out there. Uh, I absolutely love them. They're so crisp. Uh, I also love their rangefinders. I believe they build the best rangefinders on the market. And they have this BDX system that you can use uh, that that talks together with your rifle scope, uh, with your rangefinder, and with an app on your phone to give you the right hold for your rifle, uh, spin of the earth, and all that good stuff that you need to to make a a long-range shot. But even a close-range shot at you know, it still gives you all that pertinent information to know exactly where to hold. So it's a pretty cool system. Check out that. I also really like their spotting scope. Uh, It's their Zulu 8. It's a 27 by 55 by 80 mil objective lens. And uh, this scope, man, I can look over long distances. Again, it's got that high-end optical performance, that good edge-to-edge clarity, really good in low light just building great products from their, their, their scopes to binoculars to range finders. And then this year I got a pair of their 15 by 56s. And this has been a game changer for me. I've, I've tripodted up these binos and they've turned up a, a bunch of opportunities for me and my buddies of just being able to look deep into timber or in bedding country to be able to look From afar, better. Like it it picks animals, just seem to jump out at me in these binoculars. And so I've been using those a ton this season. I really like them. So they have a great pair of 15 by 56s, and they're just doing a great job at building high end optics and offering them for a mid range price. I'm so impressed. So if you're in the market for some new glass, make sure to check out Sig Sauer Optics. And with that, um man, we're just keeping busy over there at Eastman's. I've got this one hunt left uh gonna get away with my family here for a little bit and then finish up my season down in New Mexico for a late January hunt uh so been putting in the research there, and man, I'm just fired up. uh've had a great season, and um just ready to start working hard towards my two thousand twenty one goals um finding my motivation out on the trails and putting in miles and and also getting my weight training. Uh, I've got this new v3s just set up and shooting man oh man Um, what a great forgiving bow so I'm so pumped you know I wasn't sure if I had enough time to get it all ready to go to New Mexico Uh, but the thing's shooting so good uh, I think I've got to take it uh, to New Mexico Um, so just an awesome bow make sure to check out that if you're in the market for a new bow Uh, man they are building just shooters lately uh, these last three years have just been incredible and they just keep out doing themselves. The V three is just amazing. So really enjoying shooting that and putting in my time, running arrows and, uh, just committed to my craft and living this bow hunting lifestyle. Just absolutely love it. Uh, really diving into the map research, tag research, where I'm going to hunt this year. Um, so, so that's been fun. Gosh, I, I, uh well, I missed out on that that Idaho draw was pretty tricky uh it it all came due on one day for all the premium units and um man I had I had like a family emergency come up and I had to leave my computer and I just sent one of my buddies my credit card and just said hey this is the tags I'm going for I lost my place in line uh you know it not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things and everything worked out with my family and so that was the main thing I was focused on but I did uh I I did miss my elk tag there in, in Idaho that I wanted to get, but uh, ended up in a new unit. So, you know, cut myself loose in that unit and, and uh, see what I can turn up and, and looking forward to it. I've, I've glassed and scouted this unit and uh, even hunted it for deer a little bit. So, yeah, we'll get in there and see what I can turn up and then just looking towards big hunts for 2021. Man, I want to get into the to big mountains. I love the early season high country deer um so yeah uh, it's just been fun i just live in that bow hunting lifestyle i i swear i get more passionate or i love it more each and every year um you know it it is living a lifestyle where you work on it 365 and right now we're just coming into tag season uh and to help with that tag season make sure to check our our magazines Uh, Eastman's hunting journal, Eastman's bow hunting journal. We have this section in the back, the members research section. I always try to mess up what that stands for, but basically it breaks down all these states and the due dates and the the tags that are available, rifle tags, bow tags, and, and then they have this color coding to tell you, you know, which, which tags are premium units. And, um, Gosh, there's just so much information in there. I've used it for years to, to pick out these uh, locations in different states. And, and now we have an internet research tool that has all the same de- data that's all compiled in one place. Uh, so you can look that up on TagHub or check us out um, in the magazines, in the back of the magazines, in those uh, members research section. And, um, man, it's just some great info in there for, for tags and for where to apply and things of that nature. Um, so yeah, I've been spending a lot of time doing that and, um, and getting all my, my, um, been through all my, my videos for the year, my videography and just checking out all that and turning that in. I'm excited to see that put together and, and, uh, release it to you guys. Got some really exciting adventures and hunts I went on. And so, uh, that'll be really fun. Be on the lookout for that. We have our Beyond the Grid as our internet TV show. You can find that on YouTube by searching Eastman's Hunting TV. Uh, We also have a a great um, mule deer film out, Imperial. And it's all about the Wyoming migration of these deer. And, um... Gosh, I mean, it's places that I've hunted that I have this special connection and relationship with. And then to watch like the Wyoming living legends and to watch Mike Eastman and Guy Eastman, uh, Ike in in their element and uh, talking to biologists. And uh, it's just a great film that they put together. So check out that. That's on the YouTube channel. And then we also have our TV show on the outdoor channel, Eastman's Hunting TV. Set your DVR to that. I have quite a few episodes and some new ones from last year that are replaying on there. Um, yeah, just some great hunts that I'm really proud that I was able to put together. So be on the lookout for that. And man, with that, um, wow, that's all for my side. Get done with this podcast. Get in my run today. Gosh, I've got a good podcast lined up tonight. So uh, going to have uh, uh, Marlon Holden back on, Grey Light Hunter. Um, I've got them lined up for a long podcast, so it'll be an extended one. And, uh, I've got a whole list of notes and things I want to discuss with them. So I'm really excited about that one and, uh, just got some great guests, some great podcasts coming up next week. I have Sam Davis back on, uh, just such a good hunter from Wyoming that just consistently gets it done year after year. Did great on the podcast. So excited to release that one to you guys. And, uh, yeah, just excited for what the future holds and, um, getting back to work here and getting some things done, responsibilities done, got one more hunt left, but, um, yeah, just kind of back into the training routine and, um, looking forward to, to the different seasons coming up. So, um, fun time of year. Um, hope you guys are doing the same, looking into your tags and your hunts and planning next season out, or maybe you got a hunt left. Maybe you're doing an Arizona over the counter or something like that. So good hunting to you guys down there. I hope this will entertain you on your 20-hour drive down there. (laughs) At least that's what it takes me to get down there, like 24 hours. Oh, my gosh, some time to kill in the vehicle on that deal. But, um, yeah, I'll be headed to New Mexico hunting a new unit this year. Really excited. I mean, um, New Mexico can be hit or miss for me for mule deer, and especially it's so many hours away. Um, but, but hopefully this will be a good unit, uh, going down with my good buddy, Dan. So I'll try to capture some content, whether we film the hunt or do an IG story or live podcast, or we'll do something for it, but okay. This is not a solo podcast. I'm rambling on. Let's get into this thing. So it's Brandon Smith, Eastman's elevated. I'm your host, Brian Barney. Here we go. I'm live here. I've got my new friend Brandon Smith. Brandon, thanks so much for taking the time this morning.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Brian. Happy to be on, man.
0: Yeah. Um well, my intuition was right. Like I wanted to have you on. Like I feel like you're uh, uh one of these young up-and-coming guys that's just on the grind that is putting in the work to become better. You have the right mindset. And and then you're going on these great adventures and coming up successful. Congratulations on that great six point bowl this year.
1: Thank you, man. I uh, I was I was stoked. Um, it, it just happened to work out how it was supposed to finally and uh, you know got a little lucky and um, yeah it was it was awesome and, and we got some elk meat in the freezer, so I'm I'm stoked.
0: Yeah. How cool. Um, you moved, uh, uh, moved locations, right? So you're brand new to Idaho now, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We, uh, been here, uh, coming up on a year. Um, and yeah, we came from, uh, from the hated Northern California and, uh, was, was born and raised there and figured I'd probably get to Idaho someday and, and, uh, have the, great opportunity to come up here and been enjoying it it's been awesome
0: man um yeah what a great move but you've had to start from scratch now uh moving from a location that you knew and hunted to moving to a location that you knew nothing about like how's that transition been uh
1: it's it's been good i mean like like you and i were talking about a little bit earlier we've got so many tools to help us these days um you know, Go and Google Earth and Onyx. Um, all these tools are, in my opinion, super beneficial to at least being able to get an idea. Um, and then, I mean, you've got you've got everything you need at your hand. So, I mean, doing all the research and looking up different units and zones, and um, you know, using Google Earth to to find, you know, where about where you're going to go and get away from people and all these things that we all talk about, um, it, it makes it a lot easier. Uh, you still have to put in the work, um, you know. It never fails that the spot you see uh, on your maps doesn't look like what you thought it looked like. And, um, and so, you, you know, pick up and on to the next place. Um, so it's been, it's been, you know, a learning curve. Uh, I, I really haven't got to get out as much as I would like to quite yet. Um, but we'll be starting to slow down with work here, uh, momentarily and looking forward to just spending as much time as I can, um, for the rest of the year. So, um, excited about that.
0: Oh, good for you. You got a, a muley tag left there in Idaho?
1: Yep. Yep. Got a muley tag left. Um, actually got a deer tag down in California. I don't think I'm going to be able to get down there. Um, I, I'd rather just focus on on film this tag and uh still looking at some over-the-counter elk opportunities in, in Colorado so um still I guess you could say I'm still planning here it's uh mid-October and I'm still planning my hunting season but that's usually how I do it so
0: <laughs> yeah still hustling well I just um... hate to
1: I hate to give it up you know there's, <laughs> if there's opportunity to be had I, I want to keep going so
0: yes sir yeah I, I uh I have the same sentiment for sure. Um, so, so yeah, like starting over, you're right. Like all these tools taking advantage of them. You're so smart, but it, it's like this different day and age now where, um, there is so much information, but there's so many good hunters out there and there are, you know, so many hunters that are taking advantage of all these programs. And so like, it's this modern day and age of hunting where, um, you, you know, you, you have to really separate yourself from other people. And I don't know that that's changed a whole lot. Like you, it it just seems like hard work uh, is what separates us from the other guys. Like everybody, everybody knows what they should be doing as far as map research and looking into new units and putting time on the computer. And then just like you said, it always looks different when you get there. So you've got to put boots to ground and then, and then you've just got a you got to hustle once you get on a hunt you got to put forth the effort and there's like this line of commitment that guys are willing to put in and everybody thinks they go really hard, you know, but when it gets down to the nitty gritty or when times get really tough, like that's what separates us. That's what makes the truly great hunters from the, from the average hunters, I think. And so I, I just love that, that mindset of yours of like just digging into it, trying to figure out where you're going to hunt and where you're going to go. But it, it's it gotta be somewhat overwhelming, like in a new spot. Like I know even me, I love to hunt new habitats or new places or even new species. But when you go there, you don't have the years of knowledge to rely upon of where animals hang out. Like, you just have to start from absolute scratch. And so, like, I, I think starting someplace new you have to work even harder than the average guy. Like uh, you have to put so much into it. So you're right in that learning curve now of, of moving to Idaho and trying to figure out these places. Like how cool, man, like embrace it because you, you only get it once, which is, which is awesome. But you've already seen success with that bowl. And I'm sure you've got some great plans for mule deer season.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, we, we've got all these tools, but you know, you still got to climb 3000 feet and go up that hill, you know? And I think that that does separate a lot of people. Um, you know, it's all, um, it's all a good idea until you get there and you're like, man, I I don't know about going up there. And and you really do have to buckle down and just make that decision and say, you know what, I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm going to climb that ridge and and see what's up there and, or I'm going to drop down to that basin. And, you know, there's just nothing that replaces, uh, the mindset of, of knowing that you've got to get in there and put the work in. Um, and so I, uh, I think that's what I love the most about, um, about the hunt is, is just being able to separate yourself from others. And, and there's always going to be somebody better than you. I mean, that's, that's the approach I take. There's always people working harder than you. Uh, there's always people get are, you know, going further than you. Um, and it's just the thought that, that those people are out there that keeps me going too, you know, and, and, um, you know, they say iron sharpens iron. I mean, I, I truly believe that, um, it, it makes you a better hunter knowing that you have to, uh, put in the extra mile to, to be rewarded. And I think, I think those that are, uh, rewarded consistently put in that work year after year, um, and it, and it doesn't just stop with, you know, a one week hunt or, or, um, you know, a couple hunts a year. I mean, people like yourself are grinding every day, you know, it's, it's a year round thing. And, uh, and there's thousands of people with the same mindset. So, um, yeah, just being able to, to have that ability to, to separate yourself, I think is, uh, is what makes that learning curve even even easier and and just making mistakes man I've made a lot of mistakes I've missed a lot of good bucks um missed a couple bulls I mean it, the list goes on of the mistakes that I've made or you know getting blown out for for being in the wrong wind just all these things that you learn um you know being in Idaho as a new resident it makes it uh makes it a little bit more difficult just cause you're not familiar with the area. But, um, I've got a bunch of buddies that have been going back to Montana for years and, uh, they, they let me ride along starting about four years ago. And, um, you know, that was a learning curve in itself, just learning that new place. But, you know, you go back year after year and you start learning the same or you start learning an area and, uh, you, you just become a better hunter. And, um, I'm sure you have made a lot of mistakes too, but I personally know that that uh, it's helped me become a better hunter. Just just um, changing my whole mindset uh, on the way I hunt, the the things I learn that I can you know bank for the next time. Um, that's all the stuff that uh, it's not the gadgets and the bells and whistles. Yes, they're awesome to have and and to be able to use, but you're right. It just doesn't it doesn't replace the fact of you've gotta put the boots on the ground and, and go for it. So
0: Dude, you couldn't be more spot on. Like um our our mind is our biggest asset we have in developing you know, that that skill set, the way you look at things and, and the drive and the passion. And and that's when us guys are happiest is when we when we do have like this bigger purpose or something we absolutely love to do. And and you're right, like it, you can do all the studying in the world, but eventually you got to strap on your boots and climb that 3000 feet. And even the best terrain in the world doesn't mean that there's going to be a bunch of game animals in there. Like you have to find the perfect storm of game populations and game densities and, and then the right habitat, uh, you know, that is low pressure that, that a lot of guys haven't found yet or haven't discovered. And yeah, you know, like like in um Montana, for example, like everybody wants to hunt high country mule deer and you know, I was lucky I was able to go to a bunch of really good places across the West and hunt mule deer, but I always wanted, you know, big early season archery mule deer from my home state of montana and i kept searching i kept trying to make it happen in these different places like uh my home range here in the the madison valley every year there's one really good buck that comes from this valley, you know, and it comes from different random places in this valley. And so, you know, I thought, you know, I'm going to be a mule deer hunter here and I'm going to get on these ridgelines. And I worked really hard, you know, climb 3,000. Heck, it's more like about 30,000 feet, you know, yeah. when you're checking out every peak and every ridgeline and looking in every place. But I finally determined it just doesn't have a high enough population to turn them up consistently. But throughout Montana, you know, i I bet you I spent, you know, the better part of five, six years of traveling to these different mountain ranges in the summertime. And I probably went to 10 different mountain ranges and would get skunked, would maybe, you know, find, find a handful of deer, but couldn't find that population of bucks that I had found in other high country spots. But, you know, it took me all these years in climbing all these thousands of feet of elevation and putting in all this work until i finally found a range that held them and then going into that range i can't tell you how many scouting trips i made in there and hunting trips i made in there i hunted it for a couple seasons before i took a buck out of there and in that mountain range is rugged like i i broke a couple buddies that wanted to be high country mule deer hunters that i took into <laughs> that range and they were like nope this is not for me <laughs> this is like right. i don't want any part of this you are out of your mind but I kept progressing that learning curve. and eventually, you know, I was able to take out my best Montana muley. I arrowed a muley in there. It was a hundred and eighty inch muley and and when I came out of the trailhead, my truck was the only truck parked there. Like I was the only guy willing to put in that much to figure that place out. But you're right. it's like this this mindset and this journey. and like 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 you have it. You have that thing inside you that that drives you to be better. 365 you know and and that's what it takes that's what separates you that mental strength like you just uh, you can't state it enough or state the importance of it enough is like that that mental fortitude is is the biggest asset we have and it can make up for a lot of shortcomings so man it's just awesome you're you're on you're on the right path like uh i love the importance you put on it because you're just absolutely spot on
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And I mean, that's why you're successful. You know, you're, you you found those places you put in the work. Um, you know, there's, there's disappointments on every one of those trips. And, um, but man, it just makes you, it makes you a better hunter, makes you a better person. I mean, just, um, just grinding. I, I think it's, uh, it's good for the soul. I mean, it really is. It, 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 uh, it tests you. I mean, you, you get frustrated with you, with yourself. I mean, I don't know how many times a year you just say, man, am, am I even supposed to be a hunter? I mean, am I, am I cut out for this? I mean, you, you just, you make, you know, a poor decision or you, or you just, you know, your luck's not, not there that day. I mean, any, there's a lot of things that can, can test you, you know, whether, um, and it's, it just, it keeps me coming back. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you know how it is. There's, there's thousands of other people out there who, who know exactly what we're talking about and feel the exact same way, you know, that, that's, um, and those are the people I like to be around, you know, I mean, they just, they, I'm able to feed off them, um, wanting to get better and, you know, being able to, to follow guys like you. And I mean, you name it, I mean, Cam Haynes and, uh, Dan Sant and all these guys that are just just getting after it all the time and and they're successful, you know, and that's why it, that's that's the script in my opinion. I mean, it's yes, there's some luck involved at, at certain times, um, but man, you just have to put the work in, and uh, it becomes more apparent every year to me that that's the case.
0: It's really honest of you to say, like am I even cut out for this? Gosh, I, you know, I'm such an idiot. I screwed this up. Like, you know, I've had those same thoughts. Like I remember, you know, moving to Montana for more outdoor experiences and found some success early. But I remember it's been 20 years ago or so when I'd, you know, I re- remember working really hard and and being let down or missing a shot on a big muley or something, and just going, man, I don't even know if I'm cut out for this. I don't even know if I like this anymore. Like I, you know, it's like a. Yeah. Some, sometimes yeah. it can take you to your lowest low, but to continue to get up and then it doesn't take but a couple days if after failure you're like man i i got to pick myself up and you know i either got to quit this or i got to continue to put in all this work to get better to enjoy it but yeah man i thought i had a problem for a long time because i would get too excited and mess up opportunities and just like you said those failures or those mistakes you make like that's part of the journey man i i made so many mistakes on big critters whether it's big mule deer or big elk like i think i've i've missed the world record with my bow like I, I think i've made some of the biggest mistakes and you think you're you're alone in that like you know i see these pictures on social media it's like how do these guys get this done time and time again and execute this shot when i go out there and i, I get a chance at a giant bull i mess it up but it it's like um that same mindset that you have of like picking yourself up after those failures and what can i learn from it how can i get better and, and redemption is is an is a super powerful tool in one at our disposal like i i know when i fail it hurts me so bad because i want it so bad and i put in so much work like it hurts me down to my core but yes. it's like you have two options it's like you can you can sit and sit in your, your misery and in your pain and in your failure. You can you can sit in there and, and just say, oh, man, I don't belong or I can't do this. Or you just learn from it and go, I'm going to go create another opportunity. I'm going to prove to myself that I can do this. I know I can do this. And so I try to, like, whatever I make that mistake on, I reiterate that inside my head. And I, I, I live that for that redemption and that, like, I miss that really good buck You know, this year hunting a special tag where I missed him at 20 yards and forced my shot. Um, But the only thing I could think about was was getting back on the horse, finding a buck, and putting a perfect arrow in him because I know I can do it, you know. But inside my head, like if I have a miss, like that time – it it was I forced the shot. He started to go, and I threw my pin down there, and I punched my shot off. And so, you know, in my brain, I just kept saying, okay, the next time you get an opportunity, you're going to pull on your shot. You're going to execute correctly and pull, pull, pull. And I I said that to myself probably a thousand times, you know, until I got that next shot as I just kept walking around, thinking about it, visualizing it, and where I'm going to put that pin and how I'm going to pull on my release until that shot breaks. And and then stopping at nothing until I created that opportunity, and it's just amazing when you get something inside your head what you can achieve. You know, both me and you have found this this backcountry hunting, and it's such a fulfilling endeavor to have something that you love to do and love to put in the work. and And that's just what I see with you as well. Is I see like this this mental strength and this mental fortitude, and then you're putting in the grind. So like maybe talk about a little bit of your preparation or how you're living that 365. Um, are you like me where you're on the trails quite a bit running? Uh,
1: yeah, well one podcast you said you ran like six to 12 miles a day, I think. Uh, so I wouldn't say I'm quite, quite there. Um, I love running hills though. I, I'm more of like a three to five mile hill runner. Um, I try to do that. Uh, at least a couple times a week, uh, this time of the year I start, you know, a little less busy and, uh, I try to hit, you know, four days a week if I can, um, started training jujitsu a couple years ago, uh, that, you know, I'm obsessed with that. Uh, I, I think the, the mental toughness just as much as anything, I mean, and, and, you know, you start out at at a white belt level, which is, you know, third stripe white belt, trying to get my blue belt. And, Um, undoubtedly that makes me a better hunter just because, you know, you're getting humbled every day on the mats. I mean, you're rolling with guys that are far better than you, uh, much higher level, uh, bigger, stronger, and it just humbles you, you know, to know that there's people who are better than you in all aspects of life. And then, you know, and then you hit the weight room too. I mean, that's, uh, I, I I try to mix it up personally. Um, I love running Hills, like I said, jujitsu, um, Lifting weights. I mean, uh and sometimes I I get into different periods of the year where I do one of those things more than the other. Um, but I try to try to mix them all together. Um that seems to be what's um the best discipline for me. Keeps me uh keeps me guessing, I guess. And um so yeah, that that's that's the, the preparation for me. Um it's really it's really no secret. I mean everybody knows the work that has to be done, I mean, how many, how many people on Instagram are, are are sharing workouts, and, and, you know, their runs, and all these things that everybody knows they have to do, but it's just a matter of, you know, are you going to do it, I mean, how many days do you wake up, and you're just like, man, I'm, I'm not feeling it today, you know, I do not want to do it, but, um, you know, there's definitely, there's definitely days uh, that, uh, you know, I'm soft, and, you know, might take a day or two here and there, and, uh, rest the body or, you know, you got stuff going, uh, going on with life or, you know, you're working, you know, 75, 80 hour weeks. I mean, there's just things that get in the way, but, um, I mean, if I go more than a couple of days without doing something, I mean, I just, I, I'm, I, 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 feel it. I mean, I'm, uh, I have to, I have to be physically active, as much as possible. And I, I try to do something every day. Um, I mean, even if you're, you know, you got 20 minutes of burpees or something that you can do, I mean, that's going to be better than nothing. And, And I think all the combination of all of that stuff, um, throughout the year is what makes you tougher on the mountain, you know? And, and then there's, there's that side of it too, is, is just hiking. I mean, being up, um, you know, I, I love the shed hunt and I I try to put the miles on during, during that time of the year, just, you know, it gets you, gets you up in the mountains, um, climbing a ton of elevation, um, you know, getting your legs right for, for, through the summer. And then, you know, it falls right around the corner. So, um, I I try to eat, I try to eat right as as much as I can, you know, um, just all these things I, I feel like, uh, they add up, you know, and like I said, everybody knows what they have to do and everybody knows, you know, that if you are in better shape, your, your hunts are going to be, um, that much more successful, uh, most likely. And, uh, I, I just, I would hate to, I would hate to have an opportunity at a, at a good animal and have my body be the reason that, um, that I wasn't, you know, at least put, put a stock on or, or, um, you know, glass up something a couple miles away and say, I don't know if I can get there. You know, I, I just, I don't want to ever be in that, in that position. So, um, and, and to be honest, there's a lot of people that that don't have the opportunities and, um, that, that we have, and I'm very thankful and blessed to have those opportunities. And so, you know, again, it's, it's stuff that everybody talks about just waking up and, and all these guys that are just as hard as they can be like your, your Jocko and, and, uh, Goggins. I mean, those guys are, are just to me, uh, some of the hardest dudes around and, um, and I strive to try to, to have that same mindset. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that they always talk about is that there's people who, who don't have the opportunity to wake up and and, and do those things. I mean, um, and so for me, it's like, man, I'm I'm not gonna let that go to waste. I don't want to waste my body away um, on stuff that's um, not gonna help me become the person that I want to be and the hunter that I want to be. You know, so that's kind of that's kind of my my uh, mindset.
0: Oh, it resonates with me. It's like, uh, yeah, that's, that's the exact same way I look at it. It's consistency. It isn't just one day effort or one day of going hard. It's, it's day after day after day. It's living that lifestyle 365 it's on a hunt and not just pushing hard for one day or three days or five days, you know, it's, it's pushing hard for the whole season or however many days you have, however many hunts you have, it's day in and day out. And, um, yeah I like like you say, running those hills and running those mountains, you know like like that gives me a huge benefit you know during hunting season, but it it is also like all the the cross training that's involved, and for me, yeah I've had to um I've had to you know really reset my workouts, and what's important to me is I'm a smaller frame guy, and so I've got to keep that good strength underneath me too, so you talked about the importance of the weight room and throwing iron. It's so important, and I think I neglected that for some years where I I kind of talked myself into endurance is everything, the being able to, to go day after day. But then, you know, you start to come up with a couple injuries and go, gosh, maybe this isn't the right move to be running every single day and not lifting and keeping my upper body strong or my back or my core and, and – Running the mountains does a lot of that for me. Hiking with a pack does a lot of that for me. But it's still, for me, yes. it's like, how can I get better? How can I be better in the mountains? And, and how can I keep this good fitness level going throughout the years as I start to get older to still be able to perform like I want to perform? And so, for me, like a lot of guys, you know, running would be the one thing that they need to do more of. And running more hills, for me... Like I love running the mountains and I want to do more of it and run more elevation and more miles. I I mean, I absolutely love it, but that comes really easy for me because I've been doing it for 20 years. It's getting in the weight room that I have to make myself do that. I have to, you know, and it's on top of my running where it's like, Oh, I got in a run today. You know, I steamed and showered. I'm good. It's like, no, I better get on that pull up bar. I better get some core exercises. in. I love what you said too, about just having a free 20 minutes. You know, it seems like we don't have any free time as modern humans with our jobs and family obligations and everything we have going, but you can always find another 10 minutes. You can always find another 20 minutes. You can always wake up earlier. Instead of having coffee on the couch, you're you're down busting out a few pull-ups. And that that day in, day out, that consistency is what makes us stronger. And then just like you said, that's what sharpens our mind, like making ourselves do this. Like I, you know, not running makes my legs stronger. It, it makes my body stronger. I can trust my body. But what I'm really doing is I'm sharpening my discipline. I'm, I'm making myself do it every day. I'm making myself get in better shape. I have this bigger purpose or this bigger goal out in front of me that I want to work towards. And it's the day in, day out. And, and really – it's doing the things you don't want to do or it's the days that you you don't feel like running that you get out there that are that are tough but that's what sharpens that discipline and that all of that that mindset discipline in 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 having your body in that good shape like like that all comes together during hunting season and then you're able to push really hard you've got a strong mind that can overcome any challenge that's thrown at you like um Seeing the benefits of that was one of the best things in my life and it's where I really feel like I like I have purpose. Each and every day my purpose is to get better and I, I also love like uh, you doing that jiu- Jitsu. Like there's that is that's um, so, so good for cardiovascular and so good for all the muscles in your body. Like I compare it to you know to my wrestling experience when I was young and I'd really like to get into jiu- Jitsu, like find a good gym that I could go to and get workouts. It, it's kind of like you get this workout, but you don't even really know you're getting it because you're so engaged, you know, in the task at hand into getting better and improving and rolling with guys. Man, I think that's just awesome. You got to get a lot of benefits out of that jujitsu. I love how you compared it to hunting and mindset and how it's really made you better at every facet of your life.
1: Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, um, I mean, i I played football for, a long time. And, uh, you know, once that, once I was done, uh, playing, I I needed something to, to fill that, that gap. And, and fortunately, um, hunting, you know, I was able to kind of go back to, uh, where I started, I guess. I mean, I, I had spent so much time in the outdoors as a, as a kid, um, you know, hunting birds with my dad and brother and fishing and, um, and then it was like the big game world opened up to me once I, you know, was in college and, um, you know, had a couple of buddies that, that were big time, big game hunters and, uh, they kind of let me, let me tag along and, um, and now I'm addicted to it, you know, and, and then, uh, I still needed something to replace that, that void of, of being competitive and, um, just, just getting after, you know, and, and kind of a, a, team camaraderie thing and, and jujitsu has definitely helped with that. And, uh, I mean, you're right. It's, it's, it's being able to, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm just, uh, just an average guy in, in the jujitsu gym. I mean, there's, there's guys that are far better than me and, uh, and they make me better. Um, but it's, it's still the discipline of, of, um, you know, somewhat being controlled I'm, I'm I'm getting better at that, but it does, it does, it does correlate to, to hunting. I mean, the hunt this year, it was just, you know, I, uh, it all happened kind of quick. I, I I was kind of more still hunting. It was super smoky. So glassing wasn't, wasn't, uh, very effective at all. So I was like, you know, I'll just kind of still hunt, move down this basin and I had had good wind. And, um, I just kind of stumbled upon these elk and, uh, you know, got into some good positions and and made, um, made some right moves that I wouldn't have made, you know, five years ago when I first started. Uh, and, and that's, that's cool to see that part of my hunting game step up is being able to, I mean, it's, it's countless podcasts and videos and reading and all these things that, you know, again, we're all doing, but they really do help. I mean, um, just listening to Randy and Corey, uh, on on elk talk. I mean, and you know, there's, there's countless podcasts, but those guys really help, um, situational stuff, you know, and, and, and like yourself, listening to you make the right moves. And, um, I just felt like, um, that was the first time that I wasn't, you know, uh, didn't have that buck fever. I wasn't, you know, I was, I was really like, okay, focus on the wind. And, uh, you know, getting in good position and, uh, listening to the, to the calling, you know, or heavy wolf pressure and, um, just all these things that I was noticing. It was like, oh man, I'm, I'm retaining this information and I'm being able to apply it to a real life hunt. You know, it was, it was, um, it was fun to finally put it all together. Uh, and, um, you know, I think the training, I think the jujitsu, all the, all those things, uh, they just help you Come down a little bit, you know, to to be uh, to be able to to focus on on what's going on and, and make the right decisions, and don't get all, you know, worked up and oh my gosh, there's you know, there's elk here, like I, I probably would have done, you know, a couple years ago. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, jiu-jitsu has definitely helped me with that, um, and, and really all all of the other training as well
0: man you' you've been honing your skill set, honing your instincts, and so yeah, it's like you know the the mental toughness is what helped you find that bowl is to keep adapting, and that smoke is a major challenge, you know, like like glassing is one of our biggest advantages and 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 like I know for me, like I prefer to hunt that way, I prefer to glass and see game and then move on game, but when the smoke takes that away from you it's like you have you have nothing you just have to adapt and overcome and so like your mental toughness got you there and then you know all this information that you've retained and personal experiences like it hones your instincts so then when you do create that opportunity you make the right moves and kill the heck of a six point bull but it, it's really cool to hear you talk about it like um Retaining this information like a lot of times it's just knowing the right move to make and the right things you should be doing and not feeling lost out there like you have that bowl in front of you. And now you're thinking about the wind and thinking about his calling and where he's located and how you're going to work into him. But but, you know, the right moves to make, you're not questioning it or you're not just happy to be there anymore. Like five years ago, like you stated, like like now you're there to try to kill that bull and to try to make the right moves. And then you're able to put like all your hard work to to use like uh You know, from your mental toughness to physical fitness to then hunting instincts and stalking skill to then executing your shot on a trophy bowl. You know, there's just uh, – there's nothing I found in this world that is better than that when you can just like live this lifestyle 365 and then put it all into play and come out on top with a six-point bowl and a full freezer full of meat. So kudos to you, man. That's really cool.
1: I appreciate it. Yeah. and I mean, shoot, look at what you've accomplished this year. You know, you got some, some good pulls down, uh, and it's just cool to see it pay off for guys. You know, when you, when you see, you know, now there's so many people in in this, in this industry and, you know, the, the elite guys are all kind of doing the same thing. Maybe, you know, a little bit different stuff here and there, but I mean, they all know the secret and they're all doing it and it's so cool to watch these guys put the work in the whole year and, and be successful. You know, that's, um, you know, we all have, you know, I'm sure a couple good, good hunting partners. I know I do. Um, and you know, you, you want them to be successful almost as bad as, as you want yourself to be successful, successful because, um, just to see that hard work and to come together for those guys, it's like, man, that's that's so cool. You know, watching you grind all year, uh, and then, you know, you kill. Uh, it's two bulls this year, right? So far. Yep. Yeah, so you got two bulls and the good buck, and it's like, man, it, I like to see other people be successful. You know, and and, and I think it's easy for people to say, oh, well you know, they got lucky again, or, you know, well, they just have a good spot, or, oh, they hunt, and it's like, you know, a lot of these guys are hunting public land, over-the-counter tags, and they're making it happen year after year, I mean, and, you know, another guy I love watching and uh, following, listening to is, is Ryan Lampers, and, you know, I know him and, and Brian Caller, they've been, you know, taking some awesome animals the past couple of years, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's no secret. I mean, it's, it, it people get sit back and, and are jealous. So, oh, you know, well, that guy just kills him every year and he's just so lucky. And it's like, when you get to see the whole backstory on all these guys and, and follow them throughout the whole year and understand that um they're, they're putting the work in it's, you know, I, I just get stoked for people. I'm like, man, I, I, I wish, um, all those guys the best. I wish all my buddies the best. I mean, of course I want to be successful, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to see.
0: Yeah. That's well, that's a developed mindset that you've created, Brandon. Like, uh, that doesn't come naturally, like, um, to be happy for other guys or to appreciate the work they put in and to give them, you know, props for being successful. Like that's a developed mindset and it's like this pitfall of guys, just like you stated, like, um, you know, jealousy or comparison is the thief all happiness. Like to start, you know, looking at these guys and making an excuse and going, oh, buddy, he, but he did this or, oh, he's got private land access or, oh, he, you know, he has a bunch of good tag. He drew a really good tag this year. Oh, you know, there's a million different excuses that your brain can come up with to state that, you know. I don't know if it's personal ego that does that or what it is, but it's like this developed mindset to be happy for your buddies and not be jealous when they're successful. To to really pull for their success and want to make the people around you better. To want to to want to see people succeed. And and you're right, you know Ryan Lampers, like all these guys that you've mentioned, I look up to as well, you know, and get motivation from them. You know Lampers is a savage in the mountains. That that guy. Uh, yeah, puts in the work and, and um, you know, f- consistently finds success. And he's really good with his bow and arrow and getting close. And, um, you know, he just he has all those skill sets to make him successful, you know. And so for me, like I get motivation out of that or like uh, uh, Tony Treach, like running into that guy this year and hunting around the same camps and kind of sharing information. But that guy leaves his house for months at a time. Yeah. And, and comes that's out fast. west and hunts multiple different tags and i also look like to look to tony too because uh he's he's like about five years older than me and he's still pushing just as hard you know living out of the mountains putting in this maximum effort and being successful like i get a, a ton of motivation from that and i love to see these guys that are working really hard uh be successful and that's you know it, it's, uh You surround yourself with good people, and, and pretty soon that starts to be the norm, and you're one of those guys that's being consistently successful. But I'm with you. I love watching these guys put in the work and the effort, develop their skill sets and mindset, and then to go out and to be consistently successful And it. Just like it does you it it proves to me what's possible out there you know if if these guys can put in this kind of effort and and turn up these big critters on public land on you know who knows you know whether it's special tag or general tag or whatever, it just means that opportunity's out there that if you do put in the work you know if you if you do commit yourself to it wholeheartedly like anybody can have that success, just like you talk to you're an average guy. Me too. I mean, I I stand 5'7", 150. I've been a carpenter my whole life. Like I live in a small town. I'm just an average guy, but I'm an average guy that found something that I truly love with every fiber of my being and I'm willing to sacrifice everything to, you know, to to find success or to put it in. And it isn't even about that. Like it's um, you know, I I, I shoot every season to be successful, you know. That that's what all the work is for, but but really you know, it's, it's having that time and being immersed in that challenge. I, I am the happiest person when I'm on a tough hunt or a tough challenge and I'm, I'm in the mountains. I just feel like it's where I'm meant to be, you know, and so, like, like I love it. And so, yeah, us average guys are willing to, to, to put in the work and put in the map study and, and all the little things, you know, that you can find this next level success on, on public ground, like it's out there for the taking, it's out there for the guys that are willing to commit more than the average, you know, and so, yeah, man, I I just, um, I, I really love that mindset, and I think it's developed that you've come up with to be happy for your buddies, to pull for their success, to be happy for, you know, other guys in the industry that you know are working hard, that, that, you know, you, you want to emulate, and, and I, I think that's, such a powerful tool. And I was just the same way, you know, when I was an up and comer and I'm the same way now as I find it, you know, I found motivation from guys as I was up and coming and loved to read their stuff and um, watch videos and things. And then it's the same now. I love to see guys work hard and see it pay off for them. And I'm I'm truly happy for their success. But I think that's a, a developed mindset that we all have to work on. And I know, you know, I've got to continue to work on it, too, is to try to make my 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 buddies, you know my friends better around me, and then to pull for other guys' success too because I know they're working hard. But I th- I think it's something that we need to continue to work on. But that is the winner's mindset for sure.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're exactly right. And sorry, Brian, you're cutting out just a little bit. I don't know if it's my my Wi-Fi or what's going on, but um, yeah, it's it's awesome to to see all those guys and, and, um, you know, I think on top of all that, the the other, the other aspect of it is, is, is just the, the experience, you know, and, and the more you get out there and the more you do it, um, the more mistakes you make, the the more successful you're going to be, you know, um, like I told you earlier, I, I can't tell you how many bucks I've missed that, um, will haunt me forever, but you know, um, it's, it's made me, uh, develop and, and I have to take those experiences in and just say, okay, last time I did this and, you know, this was the result, how, how can I be different? And, um, and the other thing too, is just the, the experience brings is just the patience, you know, and, and a lot of those guys you were talking about, just the amount of patience. I mean, even guys like yourself, it's just, the time that you, um, will spend on an animal chasing an animal for, you know, for the whole season. Sometimes guys are, are, um, you know, playing cat and mouse with these, these big animals and, um, and, and they're successful, you know, and, and, and sometimes they're not, but, but really, um, what I've learned through a lot of these guys and like I said, through my experiences, um, is patience is, is definitely a virtue in the, in the hunting woods. And, uh, I'm, I tend to be, uh, not the most patient person in the world. And so for me to try to, um, develop as a hunter, I, I you know, I, that's what I've definitely realized that I've, I've got to be better at. And as I'm realizing that, you know, I'm, I'm becoming a better hunter. I feel myself becoming better, um, just, uh, on places to go on areas, you know, where, you know, instead of just, barging through the woods and you know hunting uh like I I probably did when I first started you know I'm, I try to be a lot more um a lot more careful and a lot more um just aware of my surroundings you know and just and just taking it all in too is what I'm I'm trying to become better at you know I've I've got a couple good animals down now and um you know uh trying to be pretty consistent you know I mean try to take I think I've taken a an animal for the past five years with the exception of 2018, which was a tough year for me, Um, missed I think two or three bucks in uh, two different States. So, um, you know, but all of those uh, experiences are starting to come together for me and and I'm, I'm starting to, now that I've gotten a few of those out of the way um, I've really been able to see myself, uh, I guess, capitalize on, on, on being a smarter hunter and not trying to not, not having so much pressure. I mean, I think that's a lot of, a lot of today's, um, society, especially with, with all the social media and stuff. It's, you know, it's super hard to be unsuccessful and then see all these guys, um, you know, posting all these big game animals all the time. And you're just like, man, what am I doing wrong? Or what are they doing different? Or, um, you know, it's, it's so easy to doubt yourself and to question, you know, what, what are you not doing that they are doing? And, um, what I've realized is that it just, it, it just got to be a game between yourself, you know, and you just have to keep putting the work in, you know, have that right mindset and, and just learn and you will get better. I mean, and you will, you will kill animals and, uh, And, you know, you'll still make mistakes. I mean, undoubtedly, but, um, you know, with that, with the way things are now, it's very easy to, you know, to to turn it turned in and, and, you know, give up and just say, ah, there's people killing animals. I'm not having any success. You know, I'm a horrible hunter and, and be done for the year. You know, you could just as easily say that, but. The fact of the matter is that if you continue to put that work in and you just, like you said, overcome those um, those obstacles and the doubt and the failures, um, it's so rewarding once it finally pays off.
0: Yeah, spot on, man. That you stated that patience that that patience is a skill set that I've been developing since I started hunting and I continue to develop. It just seems like you can't have enough patience, and and it is a thin line. You know, like we're talking about physical fitness and you stated like seeing an animal a couple miles off and going for it. Like I'm an aggressive hunter. Like, uh, well, you know, when I see an animal, part of my success has been that I always go for it, that I can see an animal 10 miles off across five different canyons. You can bet that I'm going to go over there and give it a chance. I'm going to go try to make something happen like a – it's really tough to kill an animal if you never go for him or you never get over there. and So it's like this this fine line or this balance between putting forth the effort and trying to give yourself a chance at success but also then being patient enough to know when it's not right or when it is right and be able to hold off on that encounter, be able to, to hold back and, and only, only taking what the animals are giving you. Like if there's a doe in the way or if there's a buck that can see your approach – well, I don't have an approach then. I've got to be patient and I've got to wait. But that patience awaiting to, to go in on the right stock and then that patience awaiting for the right angle or the right shot to present itself or the buck to move in position. And it, it doesn't always work out. Like a lot of times, you know, they end up winning you. The wind switches and, you know, it's – it's you know, look at the situation. But I, I always feel like uh, – Patience is, is an asset to me. And, and the more I hunt and the more I develop my patience and, and being able to slow roll things and let things develop. And, you know, like with elk, for instance, like being able to keep with the herd and not give myself away for a day or two days or three days of always keeping the wind right, never giving myself away, always taking what the elk will give me but not pushing too hard. And then all of a sudden I see that opportunity present itself and these elk go around the ridge. And then, then I'm able to make my play, get into bow range and shoot that bull. And so you're right. It's just developing all these different skill sets, but all the while, like, uh, you know, a a lot of my success has been just going for it. Like I'm just going to go over there and I'll figure it out. As I get over there, I'm just going to try to give myself a chance. And a lot of times, You know, I've gone over there on a big buck and I've I've blown him out because he wasn't in the right position and I just wanted to go for it to go for it. But as I start to develop these patients, it's knowing when to go all in and and when not to go all in. And so, yeah, just developing all this with our hunting instincts and physical fitness, like there's just – there's so many facets that make us a successful hunter. And then there's like it – it it all ties back to everything else in life. Just like you're comparing jujitsu or comparing running Hills or working out to hunting. Like it's all connected. Like life is connected to hunting and the lessons we learn out in hunting, we can reapply back at our own life and vice versa. Apply the lessons we learned in life to our hunting skill. Like it, it all transposes, which is one of the beautiful things and why I love it. But, um, yeah man it's it's just developing these these skill sets to get better and to improve and 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 I like you like being honest about you know being unsuccessful and seeing all these successful harvests on social media and it's tough not to compare yourself or wonder what you're doing wrong or wonder if you're ever going to get good at this this sport that you love but like hard work pays off and you know you, it's it's like a uh, hard work pays off, and if you continue to work towards it, you will create those opportunities. And I've always believed, like I feel like I've had a tougher path than most guys. Like I always feel a lot of the hunts I go on are extremely difficult, and success is this, this, uh, this far off goal that seems like it's mission impossible. But as I continue to put forth effort, it's just like. All of a sudden I'll create an opportunity, and I've done it enough times now that I just believe in it, that I get on a tough hunt, and it's like this is right where I'm supposed to be. This is, I just keep putting forth effort. I will turn up a good critter. I will create an opportunity, and um, I think if we just continue to work hard towards our goals, anything is possible, and anything is possible in this this Western hunting lifestyle that, that we both love so much. But yeah, man, I just, you have such a beautiful mindset, the way you're looking at things. It's so developed and I see nothing but success in your future.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that, man. And I mean, you know, the other, the other side of things that's not talked about a lot is, um, you know, it's been a challenge for me is, is literally acquiring the gear. I mean, It's taken me five years to get to where I am now. Um, You know, I'm I'm finally doing some more backcountry stuff, um, you know, exactly how I wanted to. But for the longest time, you know, um, I mean, there was a lot of days out of the year where I'm doing, you know, day trips up to the mountain. I mean, leaving it, leaving at midnight, you know, driving three or four hours, getting to the trailhead, hiking up a couple hours, you know, from the trailhead and, um, and then hunting, you know, all day and then either, you know, doing again the next day or stay from the pickup, but just, you know, it takes time to, to get, um, all the gear. And I think that's another thing that social media, um, is great for is introducing you to that, but also could be, um, it could be a deterrent to people, you know, and turn people away from, from just going out there and doing, it doesn't matter what you have. I mean, I mean, look at the old timers that were hunting with, you know, uh, basically a flannel, you know, and, and, and now how we've came so far, but if you don't have all those things, I still encourage you to just go out there and do it with what you have. If it only means that you can day hunt or you got to stay from the pickup or, um, whatever the case is, I mean, it's still getting out there and getting that experience because, you know, I wasn't, I mean, it, it could be a you know fair fair amount of uh, financial burden to to get all these things at one time. So it's just you know a couple of years ago I finally got uh, a good pack and finally got some good boots and you know you're getting all your Sitka gear. You know all that stuff takes time and um, and now I'm I'm feeling pretty comfortable in what I have and I and I uh, it makes it a lot easier that's for sure. But had I just not went out and and, you know, hunted for these past, you know, five years that I really got into big game hunting, um, I wouldn't have had that experience, you know, and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known what gear I need or, you know, what's comfortable or, you know, all these things that you just figure out that that's part of the, um, the process too, I think, um, which isn't really talked about too much. I mean, like what to have and, and, um, what gear is the best and all that. I mean, you hear, you hear all of that, but what you don't hear about is like, Hey, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who, who maybe can't afford everything at once or, um, you know, or only have a week to hunt, you know, the entire year. And so they don't, they can't justify spending the money to get the good gear. It's like, I, whatever your case is, I, I still think, um, just being on the mountain, it it gives you that shot, you know, and that's, uh, it's hard to, I mean, it's easy to get wrapped up in the, in, in that game as well, I think. And, um, man, and, and having all that gear doesn't, doesn't make you a successful hunter either. That's the other side of it. I mean, it definitely helps. I mean, you can have all, all these things. And we have, like we talked about earlier, we have all these tools at our, um, disposal, but, um, you know, I, I think, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't make you successful. I mean, that's just the bottom line and just that grit and the drive. That's what, that's where you start seeing success.
0: Man, you bring up a really good point, Brandon. I hadn't thought about that. I've, I've had all the gear for so long and the gear at at my fingertips are at my disposal and been able to upgrade. I don't think about that, but you're right. The bar for entry is so high. There's so much gear out there and it's, it's easy to believe that, that that gear is what makes guys successful, but you're right. It's it's not. It's mindset. It's grit. It's passion. And like I I learned that lesson long time. It takes me back a, a lot of years ago when I was you know working construction, working for a guy, and I you know I'd get a a week off a year, and then I was a weekend warrior, but. I remember placing this order to Cabela's to order this new gear. And it, you know, it wasn't a ton of money that I spent, but, you know, was four or 500 bucks, which was a ton of money for me back in the day to get this, to get this good gear that I thought I needed to be successful. Well, and then I couldn't put gas in my truck to go hunting or I couldn't, I didn't have the time. And so I realized I learned that hard lesson that year of, you know, it's, it's not the gear you have, it's having the time to be out there. And, you know, I, I killed a lot of trophy critters not wearing camo, wearing solid colors and just layering up mm-hmm. and using the work clothes that I had, using the packs that I had, or borrowing a tent or borrowing this or that. And, and I think you're right. The most important thing is to just get out there, to have the time, to build that experience. And as, as far as gear, it does help to keep us more comfortable, and and it is really enjoyable to have the right gear for the job, whether you're backpacking Absolutely. or whatever you're doing. But you know, we're all on a budget and, and responsibly can only spend so much. And I think it's important to just upgrade that gear one piece at a time and to look over your gear and go, okay, what do I need for this year? What's really going to help me out? Where can I save the most weight? You know, gosh, I have, I've got to get a tent this year so I can stay overnight, you know, or I've got to get a new sleeping pad so I can keep warm, you know, an insulated pad so I can keep warm during this cold season or whatever the case is. But just look through your gear and prioritize the couple most important pieces to you and try to upgrade those couple pieces. And it doesn't take too long and you build a really quality system like you've done that, you know, you spent the last five years upgrading gear as you can and building your whole system to where now you've got a system to go hunt any place you want to go hunt and whether that's day hunting or overnight or an expedition hunt you know and so i just think you bring up a real important part and i've been so removed from that process for so long that i forget about that that bar for entry so um man i think you're right i think um the most important thing, it doesn't matter what gear you have. It's that grit, determination, toughness that's going to see you through. And just upgrade that gear as you can that will that'll help make you better or stay out there longer, be more comfortable. But, yeah, don't go go out and throw it all on a credit card and spend 5000 bucks and then not have the money to put gas in your rig to go hunt or not have the money to purchase another tag. And you look – at like, uh, uh, you look at Ryan Lambers, for example, like, um, you know, he doesn't mount any of his animals. He does his own Euro mounts. Uh, he doesn't get his bear hides tanned. He just takes the bear meat and he says, you know, the most important thing, you know, heck, that's another hunt. If I get something mounted, that's, that's $500 I could put towards a hunt or $800 I could put towards a hunt. And I've definitely gravitated towards that mindset as well as like, um, money is freedom. And that freedom is being able to go hunt, and so I I don't spend a lot of money on hunting gear. Like I and I'm I'm super fortunate as now you know I I get a lot of gear that I'm able to try out and use, and um you know I've upgraded and I have my system that really works, and so I may only upgrade one piece a season, and so you know but adapting that mindset of like you know every. I have a couple deer mounts in here, but pretty much everything is Euroed myself. You know, I've Euroed every animal I've shot this year and last year and the year before that. I save that money yeah. to be able to go hunt, to be able to apply for these tags and, and um, create these blue-collar opportunities that are out there. It's so awesome that us average guys can apply for these hunts and go onto these public lands and, and go do multiple hunts a year. But, but you do have to be good with your money and good with savings so that you can pay your bills while you're gone or so you have enough money and putting gas in my truck is no big deal to go scout to go hunt and and that's you know that's a that's a real thing in today's day and age and man I just think it's such an important point that you brought up
1: yeah and i mean and and the thing that you know um is probably most important is, is the meat i mean and that's what you know, we all love getting that, that meat for our families. And, um, I'm, I'm super thankful for it. I mean, uh, to me, elk meat is, uh, there's nothing better. I mean, um, and so to be able to, to, yeah, of course we love the horns and, you know, anybody who says that they don't, um, I don't believe them, man, (laughs) because you know, uh, you know, antlers are just so cool, man. I I love them, all sizes, all. It doesn't matter, man. They're all awesome, but um, but the meat part is is very important, you know. And if you can go and get tag or two or three or however many you can afford, I mean, just go get the tag, you know. Go get it. Go hunt. Go. Um. Go out and do it. I mean, you know you you sit around and, and say, oh, I'll do it next year. Or, oh, I'm going to do this, you know, and then, and then something else comes up. And then, you you know, your money goes somewhere else. And, man, it, it we only get so much time. And, and, you know, back to what you were talking about earlier about, um, you know, you're, you're 40 and you want to keep doing it. You know, there's guys that are in their 50s. Um, you know, I think Randy Newberg, he's, what, 50, upper 50s. And, I mean, and he's still doing it year after year, being successful, um, being unsuccessful. It doesn't matter. All these guys, just the fact that they're out there doing it year after year, doing what they love, that's the most important thing. I mean, I want to – I always tell everybody that that I know, like, I want to do this as long as I can. You know, I don't want to – I don't want to be a road hunter. Uh, no offense to anybody who, who who is a road hunter. I just – I don't get the same satisfaction out of being in a pickup or a side-by-side and cruising roads to hunt. You know, I want to be as old as I can be, um, and as long as, you know, God gives me the time to do it, man, I, I want to do it as long as I can. You know, I want to be 70 years old up hiking mountains, you know, packing meat on my back. It's just uh, it's something that I'm so thankful that, that, um, that I get to do it and, um, you know, a lot of people probably don't, probably don't understand where, where we come from and and that's okay, but I'm just very blessed that we are able to do, um, the things that we get to do, you know, and, and, and bring home meat for our families and have those experiences with our buddies. And, you know, I don't know about yourself, but, um, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't mount animals either. I I like the euros or just, just the skull cap. And, uh, You know about every time I walk through the garage I I stop there and look at them. you know I'm just I'm bad obsessed with it you know it's the coolest thing to me or or um you know finding sheds you know in in the springtime and and just you know I could sit there and, and stare at them. and and you were talking about in your podcast um your last most recent one about you know when you're running you can you can be right there on the mountain you know with that kill shot and you know Smell the juniper, or the sage, or you know, feel the wind. All those things. Like I, I know exactly what you're talking about because it, every, you know, every bite of that meat that you take, or every time you you know you close your eyes and envision that. I mean, you can be right there, and it's like it's something that sticks with you for forever. And and I mean, you've killed a lot of good animals, and you probably remember, you probably go back to that exact spot for every single one of them. You know, that's how. Um, important it is to you, you know, and that's how thankful, thankful you are for that lifestyle. And man, it's just so cool that we get to do that.
0: Man, it is so cool that we get to do it. Yeah, you're right. That, um, that, that meat, you know, the most, uh, nutritional dense meat on the planet. Like it's part of what fuels us and makes us better too, is I eat wild game every single day and absolutely love it. But yeah, you're, you're right. Is I'm, I'm absolutely infatuated with, Mule deer and elk and their antlers and configuration—it's part of what gets me so excited. For some reason, like a big bull or a big buck, just gets me so fired up. And I, you know, it's like a deeper appreciation too—is that's like an older age class animal that's lived out its years on those, you know, on those public lands in those mountains in those prairies wherever he lives, and um, you know he he's been able to avoid hunters for that long, and, and then just to see this impressive, majestic rack on these animals. Like, it it just fires us hunters up. We can't help it, you know? And we also appreciate it to be able to look through the garage or look at a rack yeah i can remember every single one of my hunts in every detail of it with every antler i could tell you the year the spot the place and and tell you what the what the smells were doing that day like you said the juniper yeah. the sage. like you so cool you man. remember every single detail of that because it means so much to you and and it means so much to me and my lifestyle you know but yeah man it's um it's a crazy journey and this crazy endeavor that we found, and I'm just so fortunate that I'm found it that I found it, and I'm sure you're the same way. As it it just gives us guys some place to put our passion, and we're we're meant to work hard towards things in life, and this has just given us something that we truly love to do and love to experience and love to work hard at, and, and then to see you know, the benefits of the wild game meat and to, to bring home some antlers to look over and some memories, you know, and just to have adventure in this modern day lifestyle as it is, you know, it, it's so easy just to get caught in your everyday life, but you just don't get challenged that way. Like, like hunting challenges us or uh, like hunting motivates us to continue to work hard at and be a better spot, be a better person, you know, so um, man, you're spot on. Brandon, I have really enjoyed connecting with you and hearing your mindset on things and and your process. Man, this has been really enjoyable for me.
1: Hey, me too, Brian. It's uh, I, I could talk for days, man, to people who have the same mindset, and um, you know, it's it's why I'm attracted to uh, you know a, a select few people in the industry that you know just I know have that same mindset and and uh, passion for it and. Um, it's so awesome to, to talk to people like, like yourself and, and to, uh, you know, have, um, you know, conversation at our disposal and, and all these, uh, you know, podcasts and these great films that these guys do, um, man, they're just some talented people. And, uh, you know, it, um, again, I could, I could talk all day long. It's, it's been uh, a pleasure getting to talk with you.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, thank you. You got to come back on, um, get, get through that, that mule deer hunt or that Colorado hunt that you're going through. We should connect after season and and chat again, man. I really enjoyed it.
1: Hey, I both, we, I hope we both, uh, have, have an opportunity to get a few more animals down and, um, you know, best of luck to you and, um, definitely stay in touch and let you know how things go.
0: Right on, man. Sounds like a plan. All right. We'll talk soon.
1: I appreciate the time, Brian.
0: Thanks. All right, guys, that's a wrap. Man, such a fun conversation. Um, gosh, I, I love all these these conversations I have on the podcast, and um, Brandon Smith is just another one of those guys that I've been lucky enough to to meet and then to have on the podcast and have an in depth conversation. Uh, so much of a this, this bow hunting or this, this backcountry hunting means so much to us. And so to get another passionate person on here to have a conversation, um, just so fun. And I like having some of these returning guests and, you know, hopefully by now on Eastman's Elevated, I'm finding my niche and what you guys like to listen to, uh, next level hunting information. And so, um, it's just finding these guys and getting them on the podcast. And I try to line up, you know, one to two a week, uh, depending on, on what my work schedule looks like and things of that nature. But if I have missed you and skipped over you on social media, shoot me a message. Uh, if you think we'd have an interesting conversation on the podcast, I'd love to have you on. Um, just There's so many good hunters out there, um, and, and I'm constantly getting new ideas for guests and hitting guys up, and um, everybody is real gracious with their time coming on the podcast and real gracious with their information for a long time, you know, hunting was something that you held really close to your chest and that you didn't let any information out because you worked so hard to gain it that you didn't want to give anybody an edge. And, and it's, it's kind of turned into this community where we're helping each other become better and And in turn, that helps us become better. I mean, 2020 was one of my best years ever, and I shared more information over the last five years than I've ever shared, you know, through the podcast and through writing. And I just, I I share the information that helps make me successful, but, you know, I'm constantly evolving and I'm constantly learning and putting myself out there. And so, you know, I'm picking up information. Again, it, um, these skills, they take years to build and, um, and you got to really want it. You got to want it like I want it. You got to be willing to put everything into it. And um, so the guys that are willing to do that find success. And uh, I I just, there's so many good hunters out there. And so, yeah, if if I haven't sent you a message or have skipped over you, it's not because I'm ignoring you. There's just so many good hunters out there. But shoot me a message. Um, I'd love to have a conversation on the podcast if you have an interesting uh, subject idea Uh, had a great season, whatever the case is, shoot me a message. I'd love to have you on. So, um, yeah, just loving doing this podcast, loving releasing it to you guys. Uh, I love the support I get, social media and on this podcast, the downloads and things. And just wild that just this blue-collar carpenter living in this small town in Ennis, Montana can – build a podcast and a following out of his basement, um, and and build a following just by hunting, you know, the public lands that are available to all of us out there. Just keep building my skill set, getting better and, and finding success and then sharing it with you guys. So man, it's been an amazing journey. Uh, I, I just love it. Thanks to Eastman's for their support of the podcast. Thank you guys for the support podcast, social media, things of that nature. And, uh, the community's just getting so positive, um, I just see so much support and um, I'm just trying to pass that on as well, uh, all the support I see and pass it on to you guys and, and your success. Uh, when I come across a, a photo or um, something that, that um, you know, a post or whatever the case is, I just try to show my, my support because I know how difficult it is out there. I mean, sometimes it just feels like it's impossible. Uh, but if you keep putting in the work and you keep honing your skills, it just seems to come together. At least that's been my experience. Um, uh, so I'm just loving it right now. I'm loving the preparation. I am love thinking about tags and, and opportunities for this next year, uh, planning out my season and, and then just putting in the miles, you know, I, I've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast now, but yeah, 40 years old. So uh, I have to continue to work harder than most, you know, or I'll start falling off. I just know, um, you know, I'm not 20 anymore. So, uh, like I gotta continue to put in the miles and put in the work. And, and if I continue doing that, I'll be able to continue to do what I love to do and go as hard as I love to go, uh, for years to come, but I can't fall off. I've got to constantly find that motivation to get myself out there day in, day out and put in the work so I can be at my very best in the mountains. And so every day it's like doing something to improve at at being in the mountains, to improve my skill set. and Running and shooting my bow is a given, you know, but um, you know, more of these workouts and upper body workouts and map research, there's something to do every single day. And while we have to be at work 8 to 10 hours a day, you know, we have to sleep for eight hours a day. That still leaves us six to eight hours of our own time that we can do, you know, what makes us happy. And, and for me, that's training for bow hunting. You know, it's also spending time with my family, being a good family man, but there's, there's time in there if you make it to get those workouts in, to get that map research in. And, and really it's just about being efficient with our time. So man, I absolutely love it. Um, I can't, you know, I'm so fired up and it's the off season or I got one more hunt left, but I'm really excited to go and bark on this hunt and, um, take all my stuff down there and, and, uh, see if we can't turn up some good muleys. So can be hit or miss, but, uh, I know I got a tag in my pocket and one hunt coming up. Uh, so that's, uh, that's all I need to be a happy man. So, all right. Uh, thanks to Brandon Smith. Uh, thanks to Sig Sour Optics. I appreciate them. Thanks to Eastman's. Thanks to you guys. And um, with that, I'll check in with you next week.